So we have a guest here today from Project Hope, and I'd like to hear in a bit. Michael's going to come up here and share a little bit, but first we're going to share a video and um, get to know a little bit about them first. Church. Morning. It's good to be here. It's a privilege. It's an honor to uh, be here with you guys. Uh, we don't we don't take this lightly. Uh, we believe that this time with you this morning is completely ordained by God. Um, just a little backstory on how we got here. Um, I, I reached out to Pastor Gary uh, 
randomly, um, just to connect and to, uh, you know, to connect. You know, I reached out to a few few pastors in the area and reached out to Pastor Gary, and he replied back and, um, you know, says, uh, you know, what do you guys do? And we told him what we did and, you know, what our, what our program is and everything like that. And, um, you know, and I told him we'd love to come out for a, a Sunday service one day. And um, he said, what are you doing next week? <laughs> Awesome. Whatever you need me to do. So um, here we are, and we're 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 blessed to be here. Um, really would have liked to meet Pastor Gary today, but I know I'll get that chance soon. But it's good to be with you guys in the in the house. Um, so as you saw in the video, uh, Project Hope. We also have Saving Grace Women's Home. Uh, those are right here in the you know this is we're in Pearland, but you know the women's home is right in the Sagemont area. Um, and we're, the men's home is a little bit more closer to South Houston, but we're right here in the community. We, we service uh, this community, but most of, most of the people that come into our program are from all over. I'm from Louisiana. Uh, my wife, she went through the program, the women's home. She's from uh, Michigan. Um, we have people that come from Oklahoma, um, Louisiana, all over. So um, like they said, Project Hope, it's a year-long faith-based recovery home. Um, you know, we take people in for any life-controlling issue, whatever that looks like. Uh, mainly people do come in for uh, addiction to drug and alcohol abuse, but um, that's, that it doesn't stop there. Um, God heals people of, of everything, right? Uh, he, he, he's, in the, he's in the miracle-working business, whatever that looks like. Uh, it could be anger. It could be depression. It, it, well, he doesn't, you know... It, he doesn't discriminate against what you struggle with. He, he, he frees you of all of that. And um, so just a little bit about myself. Like I said, my name is Michael. I went through the program at Project Hope. Um, I came through the doors of November of 2014. Um, so I've been here ever since. It's going on seven years now. You know, I, um, I struggled with a heroin addiction and opiate addiction for many years. And God, you know, radically changed my life through coming through this program and submitting myself through the process of Project Hope and healed my wife and delivered my wife of the same thing. My wife, Taylor, is here today. She also struggled with an opiate and heroin addiction. Um, she's from Michigan. Um, she graduated the program as well. We both, you know, worked here after graduation and was here for a long time. And she went off to, you know, get another job somewhere else. But I'm still here. I'm fortunate enough to be the executive director of the men's home here in Texas to oversee our center. And it's uh, truly an honor and it's a privilege. It's not a job for me. This is the program that healed and saved my life. Um, you know, it's to, to, to come in every day and to speak to these men. I uh, don't take it lightly. Um, this is, you know, God doing a work continually through me um, and to me. You know, it's I'm never finished in the process. You know, this program is year long. But it doesn't, it doesn't end there, you know. Many men come through the program who have been through 30-day, 60-day programs. And, you know, we, we say, well, you need a year, but it's even more than that. Um, you know, you will continually be working on yourself, continually trying to con deeper and develop your relationship with Christ the more and more you go through life. So what's a year, you know, for the rest of your life? That's what I tell the guys all the time, you know. What, 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 what's a year to determine what the rest of your life may look like, you know? So it should be very easy when you put it into perspective like that. Um, 
but that's a little bit about that and, you know, about how I got here and my wife. And, you know, like I said, we're blessed to be here today. We're going to have some of the men come up. Today I actually have uh, one of my staff members with me. His name's Derek. He's going to be coming up and speaking to you guys from his perspective. He's been graduated for a while. And then we also have some students. So give them a hand. They're going to come up. They're going to line up here, whichever way that looks. And we have a couple guys on this side, too, and then here, so that way, wherever you want to go. All right. So we're going to speak to you today. Uh, it may not look like your traditional service. Today, we're just going to tell about what God's done, because um, he is doing things uh, at Project Hope here in Houston. He is, he is working in lives as we speak. These men, these are true, real-life stories that are happening right before your eyes. Um, you know, this, this, this is how God works. He, he, he heals us, so... Here's Mr. Derek. Good morning. So yes, my name's Derek. Um, I'm 26 years old, and I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, growing up, um, I had a troubled childhood growing up. I didn't know my biological father, and um, my home life was just, you know, I was in and out of foster care, um, if that, you know, tells you anything. Um, so I took on a real rebellious spirit growing up, which ultimately led me to, um, you know, uh, addiction at an early age, which which started, you know, with just, um, you know, going out, hanging out, sneaking out, and uh, you know, doing things like that. And uh, as I um, got older, I, uh, you know, was just I I always wanted to go against the grain. Um, I never really. Um, you know, held a job very long, and uh, I, I didn't uh, really, you know, listen to people very well, and I, I ended up falling into um, a really bad um, methamphetamine addiction. You know, it helped me socialize with people, and uh, and and I and I liked that, and uh, so, you know, it, it ultimately led to me losing, um, you know, my my house. I gave away I gave away my car to try to sustain my addiction at the time. Um, and when I lost my house, my car, and my job, uh, I lost all my friends, my friends, too, <laughs> right, too. And uh, that was really, really hard for me to face. And uh, so the way that I dealt with that was uh, I dived deeper into my addiction. And, uh, you know, the ironic thing about that was the very thing that I used uh, to socialize with people was now what I was using uh, to isolate myself. And that's just testimony as to what, how the enemy shows you how fun it is, but not what, what the reserves, what the end result is going to be. And uh, I, you know, and I stayed in my addiction for another year and a half after that. Um, and I wound up in jail, um, you know. And it's a, it's another testimony for another day as how I got out of jail. You know, pretty, <laughs> I, I was pretty much going to, you know, the situation was I was going to be waiting for a week until I even saw the judge, but, and I just remember, I actually sat there and I said, uh, God, uh, you're in control now, I, there's nothing I can do. Uh, and about uh, five minutes after I you know, thought that, uh, my name got called and I, and I was out of jail. And you'd think that, <laughs> and you would think that from there that I would uh, you know, get right and start you know, looking for ways to um, change my life, but I didn't. I didn't for a little while longer until uh, I just realized that if I kept doing what I was doing, I was just going to end up right back in there. 
And uh, I, I didn't want that. And I had heard about Project Hope, as the video said. You know, uh, I was one of the 70% who found out about Project Hope through their fundraising efforts in Oklahoma. And uh, I called that number, and they had a bed ready for me within 48 hours. Um, they even offered to help me get to Houston if I needed to. Um, and, and my life changed radically when I came into Project Hope, and I gave my life to Jesus two weeks after I was in the program. And God uh, has worked on me since and is still working on me now. And uh, one thing that uh, I can say, something, you know, a revelation that I received uh, while in the program, something that I uh, carry with me unto this day is, you know, now I'm surrounded by people where my friendship with them uh, is not based off of my convenience to them, what I can do for them. They love me because I'm surrounded by people who love me because of who I am, because of who God is, you know. And um, yeah. And uh, that's, uh, that, that is, you know, that really moved me when I realized that, and I carry that with me uh, today. And, uh, you know, uh, also, as I mentioned earlier, you know, growing up, I didn't know my biological father. And I believe that that had a really uh, big effect on how I viewed my relationship with my heavenly father, you know. I was really distant from God. I had a hard time communicating with God, and something... Um, you know, I, I um, started looking for my biological father, and within 48 hours, I received a call from him on Thanksgiving last year, and we spoke for the first time. In June, I flew out uh, to California to meet him for the first time, and it just so happened that uh, he had been through the ringer himself, and he had given his life to Christ a few years ago. And so I, <laughs> I was gone for about four days, and I think it was... The whole time we were there, we were catching up, and it was just like a four-day Bible study slash. I mean, it was just amazing. And, you know, God is, you know, God's not done. He's never, never done. Uh, I'm, you know, I don't plan on going anywhere anytime soon. I'm even looking into an internship uh, where um, it's uh, go, pretty much it's designed to help people find their exact place in ministry. Um, I'm looking into uh, signing up for that, and so you know God has a plan for me, and I and I plan on, you know, um, finding out what my purpose is in walking with Him. And the scripture that I stand on is um, I, I'm forgetting the address, but you guys know the scripture. It's um, for when two or more are gathered together for my namesake, there I am in the midst of them. Amen. 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 So, as Mr. Derek, just a perspective, he's a staff, staff perspective. He's working with us in our marketing office. He helps set up our uh, fundraising events and things like that on the weekend. It's uh, You'll get a chance to kind of get a glimpse of that if you'd like when the service is over. We have our table. Like you saw in the video, these men hand make all the wooden items that you see there. Beautiful stuff. So, don't miss an opportunity to uh, get something if it fits the fit your home or wherever that looks like. Uh, so uh, today, uh, this group has volunteered Mr. Abraham to go first. So uh, he's going he's gonna to lead the way for our students today and uh, say all God's doing in his life. We're proud of, we're, we're proud of Abraham, man. Abraham is doing an amazing job. Amen. Abram. Abram. Good morning, Revolution Church. I'm um, kind of nervous, so y'all bear with me. 
Um, my name is Abram Woodridge. I'm from Louisiana, 34 years old. Um, so my story is I grew up in church all my life. We, you know, we went to church all the time, not just sometimes, but I veered off into the wrong direction, you know, as far as peer pressure goes and, you know, elementary school and junior high. So I felt obligated to do these bad things, you know, just to fit into the, you know, the crowd that I wanted to fit into. And it led me down a road of um, a lot of drug abuse. I see they got a lot of some kids in here, so I'll keep it PG-13. But um, went down a road of addiction and it, um, it led to um, constantly overdosing, you know, until I found this place, Project Hope. And um, I, I've been through this process before. I actually was in the Florida program. I did six months and I left the program thinking I had it on my own. So I was like, you know, I don't need God no more. I don't, I don't need the program no more. I got this, you know, it's a prideful thing. And um, just like the verses say, you know, if you leave your house unoccupied, seven more worse than the one before will come in, you know, and that's what happened every time. But can somebody say, but God? <laughs> but God came, just like this song, Reckless Love. And, uh, you know, he came down to tear down every mountain, kick down every lie, you know, and uh, he called me back to this place. And, you know, right now I'm just thankful to be here, especially in front of you guys and just, you know, just to talk to y'all and share my little bit of story. And, uh, you know, God is great, you know, and I just, I, I'm thankful that we have a God that forgives us not just one time, but many of times, you know. So um, that's all I have to share about my testimony, but I greatly appreciate y'all for allowing us to come out and just sharing testimonies. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. My scripture, look, I actually have a new scripture every time, so y'all bear with me again. I actually wrote it down. Uh, so I came into the program April 20th of this year, and uh, I kind of like to relate it to the Bible. So I was looking at each Bible and each chapter. I came in April 20th, so I wrote it down. Um, it's Romans 4.20, and uh, I'm sorry, but I got to pull my card out. It says, but Abraham never doubted the question God's promise. His faith made him strong, and he gave all praise to God. Abraham was certain that God could do what he promised, so he accepted him. And right now, I'm in the process of just having nothing but faith. Like, this program is a 12-month program. You know, it's very uncomfortable to live with a bunch of men, with a bunch of personalities, you know. But um, all, all I can do is just give it to God. It's just... 12 months it's just one season of my life to benefit it so i look at this time as you know a time of growth you know and a time to be humble and a time to learn things as well so thank you and just to mention like you said he um he had went through our florida program um originally and so we do have centers in florida uh we have a center in arkansas as well and we actually have a men's and women's home. We just opened a women's home in Florida, too. So just to give you a little reference of, you know, how God is expanding the ministry. It started out with one, one men's and women's home in Houston. And, you know, we're just we're pushing it all regions of, of America, trying to just get out there and, you know, and just help everybody from everywhere. and be easier because we have people that come in from all over so we can get them to their certain regions and things like that. So um, amen, amen. So. We are going to go to Mr. Cody on the left here. He's going to give his testimony. Yes, sir. Thank you. Good morning, guys. Good morning. 
I'm not so nervous, not so shy like my brother Abram. <laughs> and I believe I'm going to know every verse of Abram whenever I get done with Abram. No, he's a good guy, man. Uh, I want to start off by saying, uh, worship team, that was amazing this morning. I appreciate everything y'all do and all the work y'all put in, the extra hours, everything you have going. It was great. Uh, next, I'll start off with the horrible dating profile. I think that I, yesterday I was going through this, man, and uh, it, we always start out with our name and our age. So I'm Cody Mears, 34, Itasca, Texas, little town of about a thousand people, um, bald, overweight, getting there. Uh, so no, my girlfriend wouldn't appreciate that. Uh, so uh, I'm here actually because of anger. Brother Stoker himself, he said, uh, you know, a lot of this stuff is drug related and everything. I've, I've had that in my past about seven, eight years ago. I went to rehab. Uh, for nine days and uh, best nine days of my life. I'll never plan on going down that road again, but you know, uh, they do make restoration. This program has restoration. Uh, I, I don't believe that one sin is worse than the other. Uh, I have three children. Braden is 13 years old, about to be 14. Uh, my middle child, Dawson, he is 11, about to be 12. And then I missed my four year old's birthday. It was back April 10th and being here, which God bless, I'm here, thank goodness, I'm feeling much better. Uh, so what happened to me was uh, my ex-wife, currently, as of two and a half years ago, uh, she decided that she was interested in some other men, uh, nine of them to be exact, a uh, couple of them best friends, some of them former employees, and uh, maybe even some of them closer than that. And, uh, you know, whenever I'd stepped on that stage that day and gave my vows, which we were married for 13 years, together 17, uh, high school sweethearts since freshman year, uh, you know, it, uh, it was for better or for worse. Uh, for richer or for poor, I'm in every word I said. So whenever I found out this information, I'd completely lost it. Uh, two and a half years ago, I had the opportunity to come to this program. Uh, I wish I would have done it, but, you know, it's all in God's timing, for sure, because if I would have came then, I would have received nothing from it. I was so angry. I was kicking indoors. I was jumping on people's vehicles. Whenever I saw them in town, I busted a windshield out, tried to call through the vehicle. And I've never had any priors in my life, you know. Uh, it just, it hit me. Whenever, whenever I found this information out, I was devastated. My world ended. My, my children are still my life, but she was my life too. And, uh, you know, she ended up divorcing me. Uh, I tried to work things out, couldn't reconcile, and, and that's okay. Uh, you know, I prayed. I hit my knees every night uh, out in the yard. I just remember I live out in the country in the middle of nowhere, and I hit my knees every night asking God, please just, you know, take this prayer and answer it. It's just, whatever you want to be done, do it. You know, at, at that time, I thought I was asking, you know, save my relationship, save my marriage, save everything. And now I look back on it, I was thinking about it the other day. And it, it had nothing to do with that. He was actually answering my prayer because things have not changed. My boys are still seeing things they shouldn't see. Um, you know, uh, guys coming in that you don't want your children's life because they're putting hands on my kids. Um, another reason I'm here. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's, uh, things are gonna happen. Prayers are gonna get answered. They may not be what we want at that time or what we see, but they are what we need. I believe firmly in needs and wants and we want to need, but we really need it to want it, or vice versa, actually. But uh, needs are very important, and we don't need it to follow the desires of our wants. So, uh, you know, on the end, uh, I haven't been to any of my son's high school football games. He's actually, he's going to start high school. Junior high, we start in seventh and eighth grade here. Uh, you know, I, I played high school football. It's pretty good. I had a ton of college, uh, college scholarships to play uh, D1 school football, and uh, ended up uh, signing at the U of H here in Houston. 
and uh, you know, uh, ended up getting my ex-wife pregnant at that time. And uh, where I played football and grew up, they, uh, my son, they all go to the same school, Itasca. You know, it was really important to me because I coached them all the way through Pee Wee, select baseball, football, all of it. Uh, I wanted to make sure I could attend their games. I haven't been to any of their games on the field that I played on. They retired my number whenever I left. They gave my number to my son, and I haven't seen a game yet because I was told I wasn't able to come to the school because I had been up there and I would harassed uh, my ex-wife, which was not true. Well, her, uh, our boss told her at this point we were still married, and uh, she had actually agreed that I had, didn't do this. And uh, Whenever, I guess, basically her boss told her that she had an ultimatum to leave me or, uh, you know, she was going to lose her job. So that's when she left me, you know. And uh, so God was taking these steps at each point, though, because he knew it's what I needed to get away from. He knew my children needed a better father in their life. And thank God to Project Hope, Stoker, and all the people that were involved in this, thank you so much for letting me be here. Because, uh, man, I, my son called me this last weekend, and I'll, I'll go ahead and wrap up with this. But he's on the phone. This is going to be the first time I get to see my kids in two two months. Yeah. So uh, this next weekend, I get to see them, my 10-year-old or 11-year-old. He said, uh, Dad, we get four hours, right? And I said, oh, yeah. Yeah, buddy, we get it four hours. He said, uh, well, we're going to spend every last minute of it together, right? And I said, bud, we're probably going to take a couple extra minutes if Stoker's okay with it because I'm going to hug you out of this place, man. And, uh, man, it was great. But uh, I took that, and I was like, man, what was he talking about? Because I've never shorted him on time, I feel like. But there's one thing I'd have shorted my kids on, and it's the same thing I did with my relationship, and I ask you to really pray about this as you leave here. Uh, I have not given or did not give all my time to God. And as a father, as a husband, that's a leadership role. And uh, we, we really don't look at it as that leadership role as we should. I mean, uh, we are we are made of God. Uh, he, we are one and the same of Him, you know. And uh, it, I, I fell short, and that's that's my verse is Romans three twenty three, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, you know. And uh, I pray every day that He forgives me. I pray that for He forgives her, uh, you know. And I, I pray she forgive forgive herself, uh, you know. But at the end of the day, it's all I can do is forgive her. And I, I ask God every day, and I let God know every day, I will spend the rest of my time for you. All of my time will be dedicated to you. Amen. I'm going to go around this way to Mr. Michael Brink. How are y'all doing? So my name is Michael. I'm 24 years old. I'm from Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, I've been in the program now. Uh, I'm actually four days shy of my 90-day mark. Uh, big deal for me. The most I've ever spent, or most time I've ever spent in the program is 25 days. Uh, so this is this is amazing. Uh, I feel great, uh, and I love being in the program. Uh, so a little bit about me is uh, I also grew up without my father in my life, and that led me down a, a, a angry path uh, and not having my, my father in my life, I kind of looked to my, my friends for acceptance. You know, I, I did whatever it took to, to fit in or to, you know, be part of the crowd. And, uh, you know, one thing led to another. And, uh, you know, uh, by the time I was uh, 15, 16 years old, I found myself uh, on a full-blown path of heroin addiction. And uh, I'm I've given about nine years of my life to it, and uh, you know I'm not trying to give another day of my life to this heroin addiction. Uh, 
I came to Project Hope. Uh, I had just gotten out of jail, uh, kind of like Brother Derek over here. Uh, I got into jail. They booked me, and uh, I just uh, there was nothing I could do. You know, I was prepared to uh, to go down that uh, that other path. And uh, by the grace of God, they called my name, and, and now I'm being let out of jail. And uh, you know, uh, four days later, I came to Project Hope, and uh, it. God has changed my life and he's changed my heart and uh, everything in my life so uh, dramatically and I mean even my own mother gets her faith from my recovery you know she she was a believer you know she went to church or whatever but uh, the just the fact that God was able to deliver her son from his heroin addiction that she thought was going to take my life you know you you couldn't uh you couldn't even try to convince her that you know this stuff isn't real because uh you know, she, she's a firm believer, and, uh, you know, uh, the, the things that were, uh, once you get into the program, you know, uh, from day one, you're sober. That's it. You're not there for your sobriety anymore. You're there to build a relationship with God and uh, to become a better you, become a, a stronger you, and, uh, you know, but there were still some problems that I, that I didn't know that I had, like the guilt and the shame, the, uh, the anger, all the things that caused me to actually do the, you know, do the drugs were still there, and I had to, uh, I had to learn to uh, to just you know give it all up, surrender. And uh, my second week there, just like Brother Derek, I you know I went to the altar at church and uh, and just for the first time just surrendered. And uh, I walked out of church that day a completely different man. And uh, and I've time has just I mean uh, it's just flown since then. Uh, you know, I, I wake up every day happy now. I, I laugh all the time. I'm actually up on stage with some of my favorite people in the program. So, uh, you know, maybe not be so nervous, but um, I'm just, I'm thankful for Project Hope. I'm thankful to be here. Uh, I'm so glad that God has done in my life what I've been wishing, not wishing he would do, but, uh, you know, I found out that uh, it was me not asking him to do it. He's been willing to do it this whole time. I just had to ask him to do it. You know, they say God's a gentleman. He's going to knock on the door, but you got to let him in. And uh, I finally let him in. And my uh, stand-on verse is uh, Proverbs 28, 1. Uh, the wicked flee, though no one pursues, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. And the reason that's my stand-on verse is because uh, I try to be bold in everything I do. Like, I would never get up on stage and talk in front of people if I wasn't in this program. But uh, I'm just I'm, I'm trying to be bold. And, uh, you know, thank you all for letting us be here. Uh, my name is Brandon. Uh, I'm actually from Arkansas. I've been in this uh, this program uh, almost seven months now. Uh, even though we do have a home there in Arkansas and I live about 15 minutes away from it, it was probably best for me to get out of my environment. So I came out here to Houston to get the help I needed and thank God every day that I made that decision. Uh, a little about me. Uh, I grew up with both of my parents at home, uh, even though my father worked a lot to provide, he never missed a ball game, he was always there. I did uh, very well in school. I actually graduated with honors, had a full ride to college. I grew up in church, my family made sure of that. Uh, so I'll tell y'all this, tell y'all that I really had no excuse for the reason why my life turned out the way it did. Uh, I knew better, is what I'm trying to say. Is uh, Anyways, when I was uh, my senior year in high school, my parents got divorced. Uh, kind of fell away from the church, fell away from God. And when I was 17, I moved out, had, full, like I said, full ride to college. I was working two jobs. 
but uh, I had a couple roommates move in with me, and I kind of lost who I was trying to please other people. I was found my worth in uh, being accepted by people when I should have been finding you know who I, my worth in God. Uh, I abandoned my values and my beliefs just to you know be accepted by people that are only in my life for a season, people that could probably couldn't care less about my well-being. I, uh, it started out, you know, just uh, partying, drinking on the weekends, uh, doing uh, smoking marijuana. Uh, it uh, gradually I started experimenting with other stuff. Uh, got addicted to other harder drugs, but one of the, you know, constants was alcohol and weed. Uh, every time I would, you know, come back into church, I'd ask God to deliver me from a certain drug, and I'd, you know, hold on to that alcohol because I'd be like, you know, it's legal, it's not that bad but it was still killing me nonetheless. Uh, I would, you know, get delivered from something and I would tell God, you know, I'll take it from here, I got this, and I would fail every single time. And something I've learned, you know, in this program is I'm never gonna be good enough to not need God. And uh, so anyways, uh, this most recently, I was addicted to uh, fentanyl. Uh, I don't know if a lot of people know what that is, but it's a very, very strong opiate that it is killing a lot of people. It's very easy to overdose on, and it's by the grace of God that I'm still here. I remember there were still times that I was high driving, and I'd be nodding off. And I don't know if y'all know Arkansas, but there's a lot of curves. So there's plenty of times I should have went off the road, but like I said, God has me here for a reason. And uh, really, it's uh, I broke my mama's heart for the last time, and uh, I t she said, Are you because she's been trying to get me to get the help I needed, and I'm like, Man, that's a whole year, a year of my life that, you know, I could be working, making money. Granted, I was, even though I was making money, I was spending it on the wrong, all the wrong things, getting me nowhere in life. But uh, so I said, yes, I'm, I'm finally ready. So I came out here to Texas. My uh, mother and stepfather are actually pastors in Mauriceville, Texas. And uh, I was going through withdrawals at the time. They are trying to get me to go to church, and I'm going through it bad. I'm having the cold sweats, this pain, it just hurt from the inside out. And uh, my, I hadn't slept in going almost three days, and my mother laid hands on me and prayed for me. And I finally fell asleep that night when I woke up. I wasn't quite 100%, but I felt 10 times better, better enough to go to church that day. I went to church, and the next day I came here. And uh, like Michael said, initially I came here to get sober, but I've gained so much more than that. I'm not just here to get sober anymore. I've, had, I've learned more here in this well, past six months than I did growing up in church my whole entire life because I'm actually getting in the word and I'm reading it with a spirit-filled mind. Uh, I've learned how to, like at first when I got here, I was, I was just a mad person, not really mad at anybody, it's just mad at myself and the situation, I, this hole that I dug for myself. And uh, when they would ask me to do something, I mean, I still did it, but I did it with a, you know, a, a rebellious spirit. I, that flesh was still fighting. And I had to really sit there and you know think about it. Like, why am I getting so mad? They're not asking me to do anything that, that that's hard. They're not asking me to do anything they haven't done already or wouldn't do. And it was just you know that flesh fighting back. So I had to like surrender everything to God, not just the drugs and the alcohol, but everything. And uh, in class, we call them these personal rights, and it's these rules that we make up for ourselves that we expect everybody else to abide by. But when you surrender that to God, you lose your right to complain and. Uh, wine whenever you feel like one of those are violated. And so I've learned to do that and just grow spiritually and uh, also physically I've gained like 25 pounds. So 
thank God for that. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it's, this is, program has definitely helped change my life. Well, God has changed my life. This program has just provided, you know, the way and the time to actually do that. And I uh, thank everybody, all the staff members who've always been there for me to even when I've, you know, I'll be going through it, you know, fundraising and Brother Stoker here, you know, just puts it in a way like, and that's another cool thing I love about this program is that everyone that works here is people who've gone through it. They've graduated the program, they can relate because it's easy for someone who hasn't been there to tell you like, you know, what's the problem? You know, this is easy. Why aren't you, you know, getting through it? But they know how it is and that's definitely helped me out a lot. But uh, anyways, my uh, scripture I stand on is Philippians 4.13, for I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And the reason I picked that verse is because when I was a child, I was trying to learn how to ride a bike and I kept falling off my bike and I got mad and I wanted to quit. But my mother, she pulled me to the side and she told me that verse and she said, just keep repeating that over and over again. And as I was riding my bike, I kept saying that verse and I, I was getting it. And I kept saying that verse over and over again, but as soon as I stopped, I got hit by a car. <laughs> Let me get more accurately, I hit the car, the car was parked on the side of the road. I, could, I couldn't control my, the speed, so I hit the car. <laughs> But uh, thank you all for allowing us to come out here and to talk with you guys. I greatly appreciate it. And I'll pass it over to Stoke. All right. Amen. Well, I don't want to keep you guys too long, but, you know, that's, that's, the, that's our testimonies today. That's, that's what we came here to do. We came here to tell you what, you know, like I like to tell the guys, you know, where you are or where you were, where you are, and where you're going. Because those, you know, and the most important thing is where you are and where you're going. And, um, you know, and that's, and that's what we have here today. And just, just wanted to share, you know, just a, uh, just, a, just a minute or two, you know, before we wrap up. You know, I felt, I felt God so strong today in, in worship, as many of you probably did, um, in the, um, in the rec- when, when, we, when they sang Reckless Love. And it just... It just reminded me of my life, um, like some of the guys here. Some of the guys here today told you that, um, you know, like I can speak for us. When we were out there in our mess and our addiction, there were things that constantly kept happening to try and stop us. Whether that had been jail, whether that had been somebody uh, not giving us something that we wanted, whether it was something intervening in our addiction, intervening in our mess. And I look back now and I just see the hand of God that was on my life. Like Brandon said, I grew up in church. I grew up, I have uncles that are pastors. I grew up in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I come out of Jimmy Swagger Ministries. I've, since, a, since, since a baby, I grew up in church. I was saved at a young age. So, but at the time in addiction, I didn't see that these, inter, these, these inconveniences that I thought, these things that were trying to stop me from addiction, losing jobs, um, you know, my family trying to intervene, get me into other programs, you know, not having money, whatever the case may be, these are all God trying to tell me, like, you need to submit, you need to, you need to start following me because I'm not going to give you these things that you want. It stops here. And it took, and it took me getting here and getting sober and getting in the word and, and seeking after God that he showed me that it was his hand on me the whole time, his reckless love. There's no wall that he won't tear down. There's no, he, he, was, he was pursuing us. He was pursuing me. And today, I just want to encourage you as the church, you may not have ever struggled with an addiction. You may have never, you know, you, you, you may not 
have these similar stories. You may not be able to relate, you know, in that sense, but everybody has something that God can heal them or, or help them with. And today, God's reckless love wants that for you. If it's financial issues, if it's marriage issues, if it's depression, whatever that looks like for you, the same God that healed us of drug and alcohol addiction or anger, whatever the case may be, he can heal you of your situation too. And I know that, you know, the, the quickness of God bringing us here today, the, the, the randomness that it was, it was God saying that we needed to be here today to speak to somebody. And so I know God had a, has a word for somebody today through these testimonies. Um, you know, the song today, Reckless, like I said, it just felt, I felt that today in worship. And I just feel that God is, is, is trying to tear things down. He's trying to get to you. He's trying to speak to you in some way. And whatever that looks like for you, that's between you and God. But he can do it for you. And today, before we close, I'd like to pray with everybody. I would like to you know, pray and ask God to just come in and help us in our situation, whatever that looks like. Um, so let's bow our heads in prayer, if you don't mind. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just come to you today, Lord. We just come to you, like one of the guys here said today, boldly, God. We come to you with an open heart, an open mind. Lord, we ask that your spirit, Lord God, would fill this room and would, and would conquer every need, every, every need that there is today. We don't know what it looks like up here today. We don't know what, who is struggling with what or what the issue is, but we know that you brought us here for a reason. We know that you are in this room and we know that you are going to do a work in somebody today. And Lord, I ask that you bless them, you touch them and you move inside their life. You, you guide their minds and their hearts and their steps accordingly to your plan and your will. Lord, if that makes them uncomfortable, Lord God, I ask that you would, Lord, give them the strength to walk out the uncomfortability so that they can be comfortable, that they can go through a process so that they can get to know you better, that they, their situation will be healed, Lord. And we just declare that over their lives. We declare, we declare victory in the house today, Lord. We declare that in the name of Jesus. We ask that you would meet all needs. We thank you for what you will do and what you're going to do and what you've already done. And we just thank you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much, Revolution Church. We appreciate being here. Hope we come back soon. And I will hand it off. Thank you so much. I just want to um, say one thing. Y'all have inspired me, um, for sure, to say the least. I really thank y'all for sharing that. Um, I don't know if I've, I'm not going to go down the whole rabbit hole, and um, y'all said enough, but, you know, um, I've never, I'm not sure I've ever openly shared my entire testimony actually in church. I only shared it at an event that we did that most of us was here, but um, it really inspired me and just kind of relit, rekindled a fire back inside of me just because, um, Similar to a lot of y'all's stories, you know, um, I struggled with uh, a lot of addictions and things that just, um, and jail and similar occasions and nothing short of a miracle in situations, God delivering me from those situations and falling back as well. And then um, now being able to be in a church that loves me and, um, and to even participate, you know, alongside the church. Um, thank you guys for coming and, and sharing that. He really can change us and deliver us um, from anything. And, um, so thank you guys for what you do.
Thanks, guys. Appreciate that. Especially the pieces about where you grow up without a dad. I think a lot of us know how that's like, so um, hopefully that speaks to more than just uh, those of us who didn't grow up with biological parents. So um, we're going to be able to ask you questions in the back, and you'll be back there manning the table and all that, I'm assuming? OK, awesome. Yeah, so everybody stick around for that. There's plenty of time. So if you're a guest here, we have t-shirts in the back. We'd love to welcome you with that. So um, see us back in the guest table if you haven't already. And then what we do with the church here is that um, we, uh, we say, hey, mask if, if you want to. That's great. If not, then you know, we're, still, we're doing our best to socially distance with the chairs and all that. So just a quick reminder there. Oh, yeah, if you're sick, stay home. <laughs> and if you test positive this week, let us know. <laughs> yeah, let Gary know. So we're trying to be good about that. Um, so giving always, uh, just as a quick reminder, you can give online. We actually do bill pay. So I don't know if anybody's looked into that, getting it set up uh, through, uh, through that means. And also, for what it's worth, I don't know if it's been mentioned, but so like we have a Venmo account, things like that, to make it easy because doing it online, I want to say there's a bit of a surcharge, mm -hmm. and um, it can be a bit cumbersome. So if you need info, talk to some of us who have done it, or talk to Bob. No big deal. Okay. You go ahead. Life groups. We have life groups all throughout, I don't know where to look, <laughs> all throughout the week. And um, if you're interested in attending a life group or even leading a life group, please uh, text Gary, let him know. But we have life groups on Wednesday nights, Thursday nights, and I think there's one in Texas City on Fridays. Thursdays. So Wednesdays and Thursdays are the nights to attend. If you need more information, you can text Gary. Um, okay, numbers. You want to say this together? Yeah. If, if everyone will stand up with us and we'll say this all together. All right, number six, verse 24. So with me, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. All right, dismissed. Thanks, everybody.